Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. You turn in your Bibles to uh, Matthew, Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, if you don't have one with you, there are pew Bibles under some of the seats if you need to find one. Um, Matthew chapter 16. Sometimes we just don't get it. It can be right in front of us and it goes right over our heads, right? Um, this is the way we see, uh, what, what some, one of the things we see here in this passage today. Uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they don't get it. And we're going to see that in the text here. They, they, they just don't get what Jesus has come to do. They don't get um, His uh, miracles and what they were for. He, they just don't get it. And even the disciples, we're going to see in the latter part of this text, they don't get it either. Um, and sometimes we can be like that. Sometimes um, everything can be clear right in front of us. Uh, we ought to know better, and yet... We just don't get it. Um, one thing I think we, we can we can take a little comfort in the fact that even the disciples who were there walking with Jesus uh, didn't get it. When we don't get it, we're in good company. But let's go ahead and look at our text. And um, there are, there are kind of two parts here. First of all, Jesus here interacting with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and then the second part. Um, Jesus warns his disciples about um, something about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So uh, we'll go ahead and read our text, beginning in verse 1 of chapter 16. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees came, and, uh, and, and to test him, they asked him to show them a sign from heaven. He answered them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather. For the sky is red, and in the morning it will be stormy today, for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. And an evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. So he left them and departed. When the disciples reached the other side, They had forgotten to bring any bread. Jesus said to them, Watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they began discussing it among themselves, saying, We brought no bread. But Jesus, aware of this, said, O you of little faith, why are you discussing among yourselves the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive... Do you not remember the five loaves of the five and the for the five thousand and how many baskets you gathered, or the seven loaves for the four thousand and how many baskets you gathered? How is it that you failed to understand that I did not speak about bread? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees. And the Sadducees. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. 
And Lord, we would not understand it apart from Your Holy Spirit opening our eyes and opening our ears and opening our minds to understand. And Lord, we pray that You would do that for us this morning. That You would make Your Scriptures clear to us. Um, Lord, that You would help me and help me to be faithful and uh, help me to clearly explain what Your Word says to us this morning. Give me strength and grace as I preach Your Word in Jesus' name. Amen. So, as we've seen in the Gospel of Matthew, as we've been going through the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus has been performing all kinds of miracles. I mean, think of all the miracles that Jesus has performed up to this point in Matthew. Matthew. He has healed the the woman with the issue of blood. He has has healed um, a a child that uh, they thought was dead, but He said, oh, she's just sleeping. He has healed... A, uh, a, uh, uh, the blind. He has healed the lame. He has healed the sick. He has healed the demon-possessed. He has healed all these people. He has fed 5,000. He has fed 4,000. He has walked on water. All of these things. And yet, we come to chapter 16 and it says, And the Pharisees and the Sadducees came to test Him and they asked Him to show Him a sign from heaven. And when I think of, when I say, when when the text here tells us that the Pharisees and the Sadducees were asking for a sign from heaven, I'm thinking, have you guys been awake? (laughs) Have they not seen what's going on here? He answered, when it is evening, you say, there will be fair fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be stormy today for the sky is red and threatening. They have this method for being able to tell and forecast the weather. I remember learning a little rhyme based on this, I believe, whenever I was just a little kid. We had these, this RA program at our church, and it was, it was kind of like Boy Scouts, but for church. And uh, we had this uh, thing called campcraft, and one of the things we learned was this little rhyme for telling, uh, telling a little bit about the weather. It said, red sky at night, sailors delight. Red sky in the morning, sailors take warning. I can still remember that, learning it as a little kid. And, and, and this is the same principle that he saw. You know, you can look at the sky and you can predict the weather. You can see the signs that are out there for physical things. But Jesus is condemning them because they have already seen signs. They've seen the miracles that Jesus has done. And yet, they're totally blind to it. They don't get it, do they? They came to test Him. And yet Jesus had already given them everything that they needed to see. He says, you know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. They they can see the natural things, but they can't see the spiritual. Verse 4, An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given except the sign of Jonah. So he left them and departed. Now back in chapter 12, Jesus said the same thing. Uh, So I don't want to spend too much time on this, but back in chapter 12, um, the the same, almost a very similar kind of idea where these Pharisees and maybe the scribes at that time came to him and they asked for a sign and Jesus told them about how the Queen of the South came from miles away to come and see Solomon and yet someone greater than Solomon 
was there. And how um, the, the, the no sign would be given except the sign of Jonah. For Jonah, he preached 40 days and Nineveh is going to fall. If you remember that Old Testament story. And the people repented. But he looked at the people of the day in the cities uh, that he was ministering and people, people were not seeing, they were not repenting at the preaching of Jesus. What is this sign of Jonah a reference to? Of course, Jonah was in the whale, not in the whale, but in the big fish. He was in the, in the giant fish for three days and three nights. And the whale, the, I keep saying it because it's habit, uh, the big fish spits him out on land and he's able to go and preach. Um, that, that's quite a sign um, where we have someone who's almost as good as dead who'd been in the belly of a fish for three days, who then rises out of that and goes and he preaches. Um, when Jesus says, no sign will be given to them except the sign of Jonah, I believe he's speaking of his own resurrection. Jesus is going, he, he knows what the future holds for him. He knows that he's going to go to the cross. He's going to die on the cross willingly to cover our sins. And when he dies on the cross, they will bury him in a tomb and he will be there for three days and he will raise again on the third day. And so this sign of Jonah that Jesus speaks there, he's using that metaphorically to point to the fact that he will be in the grave for three days before he raises again. So the, the only sign that they will receive, Jesus is telling them, will be the resurrection whenever He dies and rises. So we change the scene. He leaves, He departs, and then He comes back to where His disciples are. Verse 5, When the disciples reached the other side, they had forgotten to bring bread. Here they are concerned about bread. They must be hungry people. They're concerned about physical bread. But Jesus said to them, Watch out and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now, we can read the rest of the story and we can understand, oh, man, those disciples, they just didn't get it, right? Uh, we, we, we read down to the end in chapter, uh, verse 12 and we see, oh, he was talking about the, the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And maybe we can wag our finger at the at the Pharisees and the Sadducees for not getting it, but aren't we the same way? So many times, it can be clear for us. Maybe it's a job decision. Maybe it's uh, a family living situation. It could be all kinds of different things uh, that, that maybe it's clear in God's Word what we should do and yet we just don't get it. I'm not going to put my finger on anything in particular, but just think. Each one of us can think of times when we just, we just don't, don't get it. So Jesus warns them of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Let's see how the disciples respond. Verse 7, And they began discussing among themselves, we brought no bread. <laughs> because leaven, of course, is what you put in bread. Leaven is that yeast or that, that rising agent that goes in there to cause, uh, cause uh, the bread to rise. Um, 
And, uh, and, and so that's what the disciples are thinking. That's what their mind is on. And what does Jesus say? Oh, you of little faith. Jesus has said this before about His disciples. As Jesus walked on the water, um, as Jesus walked on the water, and Peter wanted to walk out to Him as well, and Peter began to sink. Um, Jesus said, Oh, you of little faith. He says this again. He says that this is a, this is a moral problem that they have. That they have, that they, they, they're not believing in him. Even if it was about bread. He wasn't talking about bread. But even if he was talking about bread, shouldn't they know that wherever Jesus is, they'll never go hungry? Oh, you of little faith, why are you discussing among yourselves that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive? Do you not remember the five loaves for the five thousands and how many baskets gathered? Or the seven loaves for the four thousand and how many baskets gathered? It was just... This story occurs right after the feeding of the four thousand. They only had seven loaves of bread and Jesus was able to, to break that bread and, and those fish and, and feed 4,000 people. And they're there in the boat and they're wondering, uh-oh, we might go hungry. When they have the bread of life with them in the boat. Verse 11, How is it that you failed to understand that I didn't speak about bread? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now what is this leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? What is it talking about? Now we see from the next verse, it is the, the disciples understood he was talking about the teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. What is this? Well, there's a couple of things I want to explain. One is leaven. As Ron read from uh, uh, Exodus, it, as they were... Um, as they were going on the Passover, they had to remove all leaven. And the original part of, of that was because they had unleavened bread, uh, because it, it, it was bread that they were to eat in haste. They, they, were, they were leaving Egypt and they were in a hurry. They had to get out of there uh, so that Pharaoh, whenever he was following, they wouldn't, he wouldn't catch him, right? So they had to leave in haste. And, and so they didn't have time to wait for the bread to rise. So they made... Uh, their bread without any leaven so that they could go. But also a part of the institution of the Passover, they, they, had, um, they had to sweep their house from all the leaven that was in there. They had to get rid of all the leaven. And over time, uh, they began to recognize leaven as a symbol of sin. And so uh, it, it, they, as they were ridding their house of leaven, uh, they were uh, remembering that and thinking of getting rid of all the sin. Bread is something that you know normally we eat with some kind of a leavening agent in it. I mean, we let our bread rise, and during other times of the year, they would have had regular bread that had leaven in it. Uh, 
But I think what, what we... So the comparison here, the analogy here, is the leaven in the teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees were those added extra things. See, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were both Jewish groups, and Jesus was Jewish. They shared so much in common. They did share a lot in common. And I think, I think that's one of the things we can see here. The Pharisees, they accepted all of the Old Testament. Um, the Pharisees believed in a resurrection from the dead. Um, the, the Pharisees uh, were very um, meticulous about keeping God's laws. They wanted to be holy people. Yet, they didn't get what Jesus was there for. They didn't accept Him. The Sadducees, on the other hand, while they shared with Jesus the belief in the first five books, they, they, they believed in the Law of Moses, the Torah, they didn't accept the rest of the Old Testament and they didn't believe in an afterlife. So, these different groups were kind of like almost right in different ways. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they really didn't get along with each other. They were divided over these issues of which books should be in the Bible. They were divided over these issues of, of uh, what will happen when we die. Jesus seemed to be closer to the Pharisees on that than the Sadducees, but yet He condemned the teachings of both. So what I think we, we should understand and how we can apply this today is the, the leaven of the, of the Pharisees and the Sadducees is like almost Gospels. Those, those teachings that we see uh, that, uh, of, of groups that, that may call themselves Christian who are off. Who, who maybe reject important parts of the Gospel or overlook or, or ignore different parts of the Gospel. The, the Pharisees could be compared to legalists. The, the Pharisees can be compared to legalists because they, they, while they believed in all of the Bible and they believed in a resurrection to come, they, they, they also tried to be justified by their works. They tried to be justified by doing all the right things. And Jesus warned them against that. We are not saved by our works. We are saved by the blood of Jesus. We are saved. We are forgiven of our sins by what He did on the cross, not by keeping all of the law. And that was the leaven of the Pharisees. The leaven of the Sadducees, they didn't accept all of the Bible. They didn't believe in an afterlife. So we can compare that to a couple of different things. We might compare that to progressive Christianity, we might call it, or liberal Christianity. They look at the Bible and they have a low view of it. They don't, they don't believe that all of it really happened. Or, um, maybe we can, consider, uh, can compare this to the prosperity gospel. The, the kind of preacher who says, we can have our best life now. We don't have our best life now. 
We have our, le- our best life later when Jesus returns. This life is full of sorrow and pain, but we have Jesus to help us get through. But when He comes again, He will wipe away every tear. He will uh, restore everything to as it should be. And we will then have our best life. So what does Jesus mean for us to we- that we should avoid that we should beware of the teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Be leery, be weary of any almost right doctrines. Almost right teachers who sound like they're saying all the right things, but they may lead us into a life of legalism of legalism where we are trying so hard to fix ourselves and we're not trusting in the blood of Jesus. We are to beware of the kind of teaching that tells us that all of the blessing that we're going to get in life happens right now. My friends, my, my, my brothers and sisters, that is not the way it is. We experience sorrow. Jesus warned us people would hate us because they hated Him first. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble. But take heart, He has overcome this world. The brothers and sisters, we need to heed these words of Jesus. Beware of the teachings of the scribes or of the Pharisees and the Sadducees to beware to hold firm to the gospel as it is revealed in scripture hold firm to the gospel that tells us that Jesus came into this world he lived a sinless perfect life that he gave himself as a substitute for us that we deserved the wrath of God and yet He took that wrath on Himself and experienced it for us. And if we trust in Him and if we trust that His payment on that cross paid for our sins, we can be forgiven and we can have eternal life with Him. Amen? That is the Gospel. Trust in that. And accept no substitutes. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.